these programs and we're just not going to go outside anymore. We're just not going to do anything anymore. You know, nobody's going to maintain the infrastructure. Okay. You've been going outside. No, I haven't been. I've been, been watching so you... all this good TV that globalization yeah. gave to me. That's what mm-hmm. I've been to. You see 90 Day Fiance? No, I don't. I don't. I, it, it seems like something you get Bro. involved in. It's like a lot. <laughs> Come on, man. It seems like a lot. And I don't want to like, I don't have, I don't have any t- more time to like mm-hmm. give a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. To, I yeah, to I another, I don't have, you know, I can't give another piece of myself to something. To another show. I'm already it's, stretched it's, too thin. It's pretty gripping, man. It's pretty, yeah. it's pretty intense. Gripping. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you get hooked, man. You see it. Yeah. And then okay. It's oh, like yeah. You, Griffin. Yeah. Okay. You, you think it's going to go one way. You think like, oh, this For person's somebody... a shithead. But then it turns out the other person was was, was shitty. It's crazy, For, man. For some reason, I thought you like gripping was like cool. Like you were saying, like it's pretty, pretty grip, like bitching, but gripping. Like it's, it's gripping. gripping. You know, it hooks no, you. It's like, no, yeah. But no, I was, like, I was like, damn, dog, what is that? Then I'm the asshole. Mm. <laughs> it's okay, man. That, that's 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 ninety day fiance. I, I, yeah. It, it <laughs> uh, guys, thank you for listening. Welcome to another podcast. Uh, thank you for coming, uh, mm-hmm. guys. Actually, please, right now, before we get into anything, yes, please subscribe to all our stuff. Please like uh-huh. and follow us on everything. Hard fried history on Instagram and Facebook and HFS podcast on Twitter. Please do that. But without further ado, mm-hmm. now we're gonna get into the episode. Um, mm-hmm. Today we're we have we're doing a bigot. Mm-hmm. That's what that's the way they would have described it. The, uh, a bigot, a big, a big Kahuna, a big Kahuna. We're doing we're doing the uh, we're doing the Texas Rangers, and it's a and it's a Joshua episode. Mm-hmm. So we're going we're going everywhere. We're going ham, man. We're going. It's gonna be all over the place. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, let's just get into it with uh, so the book I read for uh, the Texas Rangers is going to be uh, Cold of Glory, the uh, the bold and brutal story, uh, bold bold and brutal history of the Texas Rangers by Doug J. Swanson. And if you anything about the Texas Rangers, you need to understand this: the Texas Rangers are Texas, and mm-hmm. Texas is the Texas Rangers. Mm-hmm. If you read the history of the Texas Rangers, you are going to read the history of Texas from its beginning. And that's where, that's where our story starts today in 1823. Um, when Texas settlers are flowing into East Texas and finding a promised land in the, mm-hmm. in the area that is now Houston to the hill countries, mm-hmm. which, you know, I live, I love Houston. I live here. Yeah. Promised land. Uh-huh. I don't know. <laughs> I've got my eyes on other promised lands. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, look, I love it here. I love, I love it here, but like promised, I don't know about all of that. So Promise, as they yeah. as they flow in, they uh, they they're more like they're, the the bargain to land if you want to think. Yeah, the problem. There's the a lot of bargains. There's a lot of good bargains there yeah. for yeah. sure, for sure. Uh, as they flow in, they meet natives of all like types. You know, you got you got peaceful and and, and, and kind of not peaceful natives. You got the Tonkawas, Wacos, Tokenese, uh, Delawares, Cherokees, Catos, and you have your Karwankawas. Now. The Karwakawas are the name that a lot of people know from this era, from this like area, because the Karwakawas are reported cannibals. You know, okay. now did mm-hmm. that you know, how many men, how many people did they eat? Was it just a ceremonial eating? Once you eat one person, it's you're, over. Your yeah, you're a cannibal. Is ruined. You know you're a cannibal. I mean? You're a cannibal. Just like just like a a, a stand up comic. Yeah, once they know, you're <laughs> well, no. never gonna work a respectable job again. You know? <laughs> no, it's have, like what? Have you heard of a? Uh, 
there's like a like a psychological thing with cannibalism to where some people do it yeah. to like their uh they're deceased that way they eat them and then it's almost like they incorporate them and it's like you'll never leave that the dead loved one is still with me because I ate of their flesh. You know what I mean? Nah, man, then I would have a million chickens inside my balls. Okay. okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> then I don't have that. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> um, you never know, man. So that these these settlers they're moving to Texas, you know, of course, to uh grow cotton with slaves. Mm-hmm. Um you know, as a flow from like the booming Mississippi Valley uh, cotton region, you know, they're trying to find new land because land in like Mississippi and like uh, Louisiana and Georgia, we got gotten super expensive and this is now the new cheap land. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when they move here, they, there's like, it's, it's Texas had just became, uh, just became Mexico. Now it's, it went from Spain to Mexico mm-hmm. and there's no like assistance like against uh, natives that are not as friendly. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> what they do is they, they, they kind of, they're getting attacked constantly by the non-friendly natives, the ones that they can't deal with. They do peace tree. Sometimes it doesn't work. And then in 1823, uh, Austin uh, proposes to the Mex- Mexican government, uh, the hiring of men to act as rangers for the common defense. And many people consider these men under Moses Morrison, um, a U.S. veteran of the, uh, to be the first ranger force or the first ranger bands, as, as we'll know it. The way okay. I'm going to describe a lot of the rangers bands, they're, as I'm going to describe them in bands. They're not good. The rangers are not really a thing until like there's no like continued line of rangers until mm. about maybe 50 or 70 years from now. OK. Yeah, you know I mean. It's not, it's not like an elite squad or like no. it doesn't have the official stamp until no. like 70 years. Okay. No, they, they, it's, 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 there's going to be certain squads that are certain companies that are like pulled up that are like, these are really good companies. They're mm-hmm. the ones and then they'll disband and then there'll be other ones. Okay. And then the other but he ones did are use not the so word. Good. Yeah. He did use the word Rangers. So, uh, so the first thing that like, so this is basically like how action worked in 1820s uh texas was that like all right so uh two people would get killed uh mm-hmm. maybe on the colorado river and then the rangers would go back and they would kill a whole village okay <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's not, you don't make a lot of friends no they're just way. like uh... they it's like extreme like kind of like get back gang mentality yeah like like so like the car car was specifically um they like a peace treaty that fell out of like if they they had not obeyed a peace treaty, and then like the Austin said he was, he was he gave the command that he was compelled in the view of the security of the people. Austin gave the orders that the militia should pursue and kill all of those Indians wherever they are found. Jesus. So <laughs> just a free hand, free yeah, mandate. just a free like, hand, like them, yeah, kill them, shoot on sight, like okay. yeah, and like it's not like a fun thing for the like the settlers, like so in like eighteen thirty, like there was a climactic battle after uh, this guy named Charles Cavanaugh had his whole family killed, mm. including his Never wife, three daughters, all right, yeah, <laughs> and uh, and a visiting girl, um, they were all killed. So sixty Texans attacked the Karankawa camp, killing about 50 Karankawa men, women, and children until the witnesses said that the nearby river flowed completely red with blood. So, yeah. Yeah. Biblical plague status. Like, biblical plague. Okay. Like, that's the type of, like, wipe them out. In fact, the Karankawas, like, didn't even, like, they kind of, like, just disappeared from not... There might still be some Karankawas, but they were decimated by kind of the... 
uh, because by the Texans. Like yeah. it said that after I think after this eighteen thirty battle, they basically the, the legend is that they like ate their their like they ate or they killed like the rest of their family members who like they had left and then went out to an island on the Texas coast and starved themselves to death because well, they had dishonored themselves so much. So like yeah. like Roanoke themselves, I guess. Is that what Roanoke? What what is? That's a theory that people a, have is they like went on another island away from the settlement and maybe named that island Roanoke, but then they all died because they just starved. Are you talking, what, what, wait, I don't know the story. What are you talking about? The Roanoke, you know, the settlers who disappeared at, uh, there was like a, like a, one of the first earliest American settlements, like off the coast of Virginia. Oh no, if it's not, if it don't have black people there, dog. Okay. They I'm did, not, they I'm did, not they, fucking I with I don't it. know if they did actually. I'm they not fucking have, with might it. not have, I don't know. So another reason that the kind of Mexican authorities were like super interested in like, uh, uh, in the in the in these kind of in these American immigrants coming to Texas, other than cotton and the money that came from cotton, um, would be to like fight the Comanches, because uh, mm-hmm. the Comanches were uh, were are uh, a group of Native Americans, Indigenous Americans, um, who like before the Spanish introduced horses to America, they were just like they picked berries. They hunted small game in the Eastern Rockies. And then with the arrival of the horses, they became the most feared and powerful <laughs> tribe of the American West. Like literally it's saying like the Comanches like went from nobodies to they got them horses and they became the most expert horse riders that ever existed. Like they like talking about the, like the, uh, you know, like you have those, like the, 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 the you have kind of that image of like a, a, a Native American like shooting a bow and arrow mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. under the horse. Yeah. Like that type of shit. That's yeah. the type of shit that they did. Or like saddle into the side of the horse uh-huh. and using the horse mm-hmm. as a shield. Yeah, like doing all that. They were they were known for their horse tricks, and they were known to just to to live with those horses and be able to expert horsemen. Yeah, um, gymnasts on horseback. Yeah, yeah, and so that's the that's the big dogs in the Texas area that mm-hmm. like these settlers they've kind of defeated the Karakawas or they've exterminated the Karakawa. It was better better yet, and now that and now that they expand west, they get closer to like. San Antonio and Austin. Now they're running into command. The, what the what the uh, the Mexicans, the Spanish called the Comancheria. Okay. Which is I, which is if you they named the whole area the Comancheria, which is a, oh, a badass yeah. name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because they just if they couldn't sell it. Like the Apaches and the Comanches just gave the Spanish like too much. They're just mm. like we can't even be up here. Yeah. So. But that's how, that's the whole reason they were inviting settlers is mm-hmm. because they were like we need somebody to be out here. It's yeah. Just, it's too much. You want to uh, you want to have at the Comanches first, or yeah. we, we can't. We don't want to go anywhere near them. You know, you're but gonna you make, guys are free to to try it out. You know, you go ahead. You you guys are gonna make us money off cotton and like be the the human shield against the Comanches. <laughs> Cannon That's, fodder for the yeah, Comanches. Yeah. That is, um, we're down. So uh, <laughs> we did it. So of course, uh, Texas Revolution happens in 1835 to 1836. Um, the Rangers take part in the Texas Revolution, um, but we're gonna we're gonna move past that. Um, so. The the most of the Texas Rangers actually do the like their actual functions. These Ranger bands would be like they were to defend uh, the the sailors against the Comanches. They so uh, they started picking up like the tools of the Comanche. You have guys like Benjamin McCullough, who was a soldier. Uh, he fought in the Texas Revolution and he followed Davy Crockett from Tennessee to Texas and was one of the early Ranger personalities. Um, okay. The next big fight that like the Rangers had with the Comanches was uh, in March 19th, 1840. It's the council house fight in San Antonio. So 
So they were they were they were the the Comanches who like never did peace treaty like weren't a peace treaty type of people, like came to the table like they were getting like wiped out by smallpox and they were like all right we're gonna come to the table and we're gonna and we're gonna we're gonna trade we're gonna do a little peace treaty and the they they came to this council house in San Antonio, in like the middle of San Antonio right by the Alamo, and they're kind of they're negotiating it's a bunch of like uh, Ranger bigwigs Texas bigwigs. Uh, negotiating with these 12 chiefs from the Comanches. Chief Magura uh, is there, and he's he's there with this girl named Matilda Lockhart. Now, Matilda Lockhart, like, uh, her, they had, they had abused her. So, like, there was, like, she had wounds, she had scabs everywhere. But specifically, she had, like, they had, like, burned off her nose mm. to where there was no more of her nose left. It was just a massive scab on her nose. And this is, like, somebody's, like, niece yeah. who's in there. And they're just, like... And they're all like pissed, like what the fuck, like 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 at how she's been treated, yeah. and they're like, all right, well, where where are the rest of the the girls or women that you guys have taken? Like, where are the rest of the captives? And Chief McGurl's like, look, I don't have those. Those belong to un- those belong to other other bands. Yeah. Other bands. I'm just this. I have her, and mm-hmm. you can. And he tells them like, you know, you can purchase the other ones with blankets and ammunitions. And then he just ends it with like, how do you like that? In like a mm-hmm. very defiant tone. And they're like, no, 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 no. You're not leaving this house. Until we get the others. Until we get the others. So they try to take them hostage. Uh, the Comanches like rush them and then try, and try to dip out of the council house. The, tex- the, guy, the, the Texas guys gun down the, like all of the 12 chiefs in there and then gun down part of the, like some of the family members. I think it's like 24 people in total Jeez. outside. <laughs> so... In that they kill all these chiefs, and it 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 basically the it incites retaliation from mm-hmm. the Comanches. So the Comanches, uh, in retaliation, Chief Buffalo Hump. Not a great name. I mean, how big's the hump? You know. I mean, how big is it? That's the real question. Uh, he uh, Chief Buffalo Hump raises the Great Raid of of eighteen forty. Which is the 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 largest raid ever mounted by Native Americans on white cities and was now the United States. It went from West Texas through Victoria all the way down to Port Lavaca. So like Damn. to the cups. Yeah. They had okay. they were like it was like fucking they had uh they Wait, had like past the New Oasis? Because I don't know yeah. what Port Lavaca is. So like through like it went past like like further west than Austin. Okay. And then it went past Austin through Victoria. Victoria's like not that it's a you know where Warden is. Mm-mm. This is just southeast of Houston. This is all okay. Texas geography for people. Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, like, so when they went, they went through Victoria, and then they hit the coast at Port Lavaca. At, at Port Lavaca. So, like, just they basically went through all of Texas. Wow, and you know what? It is telling because it is still barren out there. Yeah, there was, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Is, they, it never recovered. I'll tell you that. There were people in base. It, 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 the city was called Linville, but it was, uh, they were people like. At at Linville, which is now Port Lavaca, like who like they had to get into boats and they like saw like the Comanches just burning down their entire town nice. on the coast. Okay. And like so the Comanches like pick up a bunch of like cattle, horses, all like stolen prizes, and they're like, All right, we're gonna, you know, now we're gonna go back to the Yano uh, it's called the Yano Estrada, which is just like the West Texas plain. Okay. They're like, All right, we're gonna head cool. back there. So what happens is the Rangers are tasked with mm-hmm. like with get, with going after them, mm-hmm. and on August twelfth, eighteen forty, they engage in the Battle of Plum Plum Creek, which is like more of a running battle. 
And you know the it, the you know the only reason they kind of found the Comanches is because they were they were like herding these massive cattle. Like it was just this massive train of fucking like thousands of people. So the Rangers technically win, um, but the Comanches escape with most of their prize. And this oh, is like the first shit ton of cattle and horses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. And this is like the first time the Rangers used a native style of like of like fighting, moving, and then attacking on horseback. What a and revolutionary thought, you know. It yeah, I mean, look, they were they I, they were picking up these Comanche tricks and like they're obviously the Comanche are better at than them. And also like yeah. they they were using like flintlock muskets at the time. Yeah, it would so, be like, really hard. Now I yeah, I was being fuck. a sarcastic dick, but it would be really hard to like yeah. shoot accurately while riding on horseback. You know, that would be difficult. They they in this in so you, can, you can you <laughs> can you can see there in this time like they're also like that hatred is growing mm-hmm. they already don't they already like don't think much of indigenous people in general yeah. like they already are racist but mm-hmm. like specifically to the comanches like like there was one guy i, I, I forget the name but he was like in the in the book uh called glory he was like just stabbing this 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 comanche woman like through through her like her chest and she was still alive and people were like what are you doing like what are you doing? It's like it's like he's like he's like I came here to kill Comanche and I'm gonna do it and he's just, and he's just stabbing Damn. this. Yeah, so they're like brutal. It's constantly like a growing because the Comanches aren't like from. All right, I don't know. I don't know everything about the Comanches. I don't want to generalize, but the stories that I heard about the Comanches are multiple stories of like taking babies and just beating up up, up against the. Up against a tree. Yeah, <laughs> there's, I've heard some of those <laughs> like, as well. Not of the Comanche, yeah. but of like the Shawnee and stuff. Too, yeah. Went, there's some, yeah, there's blood. <laughs> there's a lot of blood. So then uh, John, so next uh, next notable ranger uh, that comes into the picture is Captain uh, John Coffee Jack Hayes. Um, he, is, he, he is the guy who like really takes it upon himself to be like, hey. We're going to build this into something? We're, no, I, well, I'm going to build my fucking company of rangers into basically just the Comanche. Okay. He just is like, his whole thing is like, we're just going to literally become like everything that we do is going to be like, in, like oh, we're going we, we're gonna to be able to ride horses just as well as they can. We're mm. going to be able to drill just as, they, as well as they can. And he stays and they, his, his company operates on the frontier um, of West Texas and they operate basically as Comanche fighters and they become very, 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 very skilled Comanche fighters and good at almost beating them at their own game. Hmm. This is also when uh, in 1830, it, in the 1830s, 1840s, um, the, uh, something happens that's pretty interesting. Um, the, the Texas Navy uh, ends up like, uh, it orders a, uh, some, some revolvers, um, but it gets... Mm-hmm. It gets disbanded because the Texas Navy keeps uh, revolting and mutinying, mutinying. and uh, then uh, I think Sam Houston ends up like just disbanding the Navy, and hmm. he sent the revolvers get sent to uh, get sent to the Rangers, and those revolvers are like the first are the Colt eighteen thirty six five shot revolvers. Okay. So oh, so now they don't need to do the whole like pipe pipe down the tube trick. Uh-huh. Yeah. But this is also like Colt wasn't a good that that gun is really shitty. The 1836 mm-hmm. five shot Colt revolver is a super shitty gun. It's known to blow up in your hand. It's known <laughs> to like it's like it's a shitty firearm. But the 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 Texas Rangers in their battle with the Comanche, they love it because they they're in this five fast paced type of combat. Yeah, and it 
gets in it like probably and, close quarters too. Yeah, so you don't have to worry about accuracy as much. And they would rather have this than like a one shot. Yeah, and they they take it on as their own. Mm-hmm. And you have people like uh, Samuel H. Walker who joins who joins uh, Jack Hayes uh, company of Rangers who are like writing about like yo I love this gun, and and it begins the partnership that that kind of shows that the the Colt and the Texas Rangers the uh, the Colt revolver and the Texas Rangers kind of become synonymous. Um, so again, their duties were at this, at this time, the duties, the duties of the Rangers are to, um, to fight the Comanches and then fight Mexican robbers who attack whites. Um, but they're not as worried about, you know, white robbers who attack yeah. Mexican, Mexican Texans or Tejanos. So there's a guy named, uh, Marbury, uh, Marbury Mustang gray, and he has his Raiders and they basically the Nueces strip, which is the, the part between, mm-hmm. Uh, part of Texas, South Texas, between Nueces and the Rio Grande, they're just fucking ravaging all of that part of of, of Texas. And this is kind of goes into like the Juan Juan Cortina yeah. story about like whites dispossessing Mexicans of their land yeah. through bad contracts and force. And that goes in the force is part of the that 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 uh that Mustang Gray's guys and his Raiders. So it's like the the bad blood starts earlier uh-huh. than Cortina, but it's like you know yeah it yeah. was existing prior to yeah. So in in late summer of 1842, Mexico invades Texas, which is something I didn't know. I didn't know mm-hmm. they invaded Texas. Again, they they invaded Texas and they take San Antonio. Um, the, There's a French guy. It was a French mercenary named Adrian Wool at the yeah. head. So it's another instance where the French just pop up. Mm-hmm. French are everywhere, dude, and it's mm-hmm. weird. It's, it's real weird. weird. You it's don't hear about it, but yeah. they're 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 everywhere. So the Rangers uh, and volunteers in, in Texas volunteers at Salado Creek, at Salado Creek, uh, defeat the Mexican army. But on the way back, they ambush uh, and kill 36 Rangers in what is called Dawson's Massacre, uh, which is not as good of a TV show. Not as not, good. It's much. I plan it. they, they tried to be too edgy with Dawson's Massacre. You know yeah. what I mean? They, yeah. they didn't allow themselves enough yeah. wiggle room on you like a build character it arc. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah exactly. You got to exactly. build it up. Mm-hmm. So in retaliation for this invasion uh, uh, and, and for, and for da- Dawson's massacre, the Texans, uh, which at this right. time they were called the Texians, which is a whole different thing that, that I'm not, <laughs> it's a really trash. bad name. Um, so they raised a small army to attack uh, into Mexico, uh, 700 men led by General Somervals called Summer, Somervals Expedition or the Mier Expedition um, in November of, of 1842. The funny thing about uh, General, General Somerval is President Sam Houston, uh, President of Texas at this time, put Somerval in charge because he thought that he wasn't worth shit and he wanted this to fail. Mm, to, he knew yeah. that they needed to do something, but they were so broke that he was like, yeah. They're like, we can't, we can't do a war right now. Mm-hmm. But he knew to assuage the kind of the, the, the bad, the heat, the heat at the time. These, so, these boys are fired up, you know. They got to so, kill something, yeah. So he puts Summerall in 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 charge, and Summerall he knows like Summerall's gonna fucking fail because he can't read <laughs> shit. <laughs> He's a fucking, fucking idiot, jackass. You know? <laughs> so you know, the, the people, you know, Rangers are a part of this expedition. Um, includes Jack Hayes, Ben McCullough, um, and Sam Walker. Um, so, you know, and just to kind of give a color of like the type of people that are like in this group and are like flowing to the independent nation of Texas, a lot of like weird cutthroat people from like Missouri, mm-hmm. Arkansas, Tennessee and Louisiana. Just anybody, if you ever like got in trouble in Texas and in, in anywhere in the U.S., you were like, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, I'm a Texan now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, GTT. Like, uh, for example, there's a guy named Samuel, uh, Samuel Bogart. 
Um, he was at the Battle of New Orleans uh, in 1815, but he was court-martialed for stealing and discharged for inability, which I don't even know what the fuck that means. Um, then he moved to Missouri following the Mormon War, where he mm -hmm. burned the houses and shot the cattle of Mormon. And mm -hmm. Joseph Smith described him as having a zeal for the cause of oppression and injustice. It, uh, that was unequaled. Um, and then he became a judge in Missouri, and then he got in an argument with his election, his election opponent's nephew, and then shot, shot, his ne shot the nephew and killed him, and then fled to Texas. This man was running for office? Yeah. Run for office, killed the nephew of his, of his opponent, and, and then it <laughs> was just like... like well, I'm definitely going to lose now. Yeah. So... The, the 700 Mir expedition or, or Summerall expedition um, starts out, they go to Laredo. Um, and even though Laredo is on the Texas side of the border because it has a mm -hmm. majority Hispanic population, mm -hmm. <laughs> they end up just attacking the town. Okay. And then they cross and they go to like Guerrero. And, and in Guerrero, uh, which is also on the border, they, they end up like, they kind of, they, it turns into like, just a shit show they're like <laughs> not it's not a real army so they're just going around attacking random shit and they're also like stealing a bunch of shit a bunch of people are just looking for cash all the time they're like threatening people saying give us some this amount of money we won't fuck up this town it's like okay so it, that's a little racketeering no big yeah, deal Don't worry they're taking about it. on that fucking color um and it, so, and at, at guerrero general some like it's just like all right dude by this time, like people have started leaving because they know it because of how bad it is. Mm -hmm. Like, like the high-minded people are like, "Yo, this isn't what I signed up for." Mm -hmm. So, by the time they get to Guerrero, General Sumbawa was like, "I'm calling it off. We're just gonna go back." And he turns around. Um, he, he tells everybody just to turn around. But there's 200 that continue on to Mier, um, and these 200s are like the hardcore. Like, there are a lot of Rangers in this, and they continue on to Mier, and they and they they get captured. And, and, and they get captured in Mier by, like, the Mexican army because then they face a real fucking army. Mm -hmm. only 200 of them. Yeah. <laughs> and, they, and they get captured. And this, and this like, begins the saga of, of, you know, the of them going to prison and then also what will end in what's something called the Black Bean Incident. Um, now, they go to prison. It's, it's they, they're, like, in a, basically in a labor camp. It's fucking miserable conditions. Um and during this, there, they, uh, there's this thing called the Black Bean Incident. Mm -hmm. Black Bean Incident is when the 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 authorities in, in Mexico uh, decide to execute 17 of them. Uh, now that seems harsh, but in reality, they could have executed all of them yeah. because once you turn around, like once like General Somerval turns around, this isn't like a real army anymore. Now you're just marauders. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? So in ex only executing 17 of them, it's, it's like, that's not that. Like, that's, it's rough, but it's still like, yeah. that's not the craziest thing I've ever heard of. This maybe, is like, maybe they didn't like have enough bullets. And so they're like, all right, we got to figure out a way to make this seem like we're being lenient, you know? Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Maybe, maybe it was just all supply line problems, you know? So the Black Bean incident gets its name because uh, they, <laughs> They individually, like they, they basically the way they choose who gets executed is they get like a bowl of white and black beans and they have them pick randomly out which one uh, they just have them pick, pick randomly. Um, then there's like a, there's a, like this gambler from Austin who's like with them 
and he's he's in prison with him and he has to pick he's like biggest biggest gamble of my life boys and then he, <laughs> and, then, and then he picked and then he gets a black man he's like just my luck <laughs> and then uh so they end up just they end up shooting they were gonna shoot 17 but then uh they end up shooting an 18th which is the the kind of the leader of these guys um this guy named uh you you were cameron uh you win cameron or captain you and cameron um Man, he got he got bullied and he uh, he got he got he got shot that's what he that's what he okay. got <laughs> um so they shoot 18 they shoot uh, those the seventeen that picked the black beans and Captain Ewan Cameron. Now Ewan Cameron is an interesting guy because Ewan is a, a ranger. Um, he is also somebody. If we go back, if we remember a little bit ago, he is somebody who served with uh, in Mar in Mustang Gray's Raiders. Mar- yeah. Okay. So this is the color of the people that, <laughs> the, the, like these, these are people, guys. These are just these are just outlaws. Yeah. These are just fucking yeah. outlaws who like have signed on for a money getting operation. Mm-hmm. And it goes into like a wider thing of like that th- during this time in America, there was this thing, there was a lot of stuff going on called filibustering mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. about like how, about how like, you know, it would be like, um, it, uh, it'd be like a, a, a random group of like military people, um, civilians would go try to invade, say Cuba, which actually happened yeah. two or three times. Mm-hmm. They try to invade Nicaragua. They yep. try to invade. They try to invade. They try to invade Mexico, for example, mm-hmm. and take some take some uh, take some territory, and then they would annex it to the and annex it to the United States. You see, we, uh, that back then they called it filibustering. Right yeah. now, we just call it a coup. Yeah. No, I mean, if you really want to talk about the same like thing, like an happen- arm takeover of, true, the, of a territory, true. and then we're taking it into the union. No, but the filibuster. Yeah, we we still do that. We still do that. The you remember there was like a year ago, not well two years ago at this point, um, or in between that time, um, in Venezuela there was like a bunch of like Green Berets and Navy SEALs just mm, were like yeah. went on a mission just to take, like, but not their civilians went on a mission just to take Maduro, uh, like hostage. That is filibustering. Hmm. That's not out of yeah. the normal. That's actually just American history. Yeah, that's just what this is what we do. Just what we do here, dog. So they're all they they you know, they kind of they, after a while the the rest of the the rest of the guys who are in prison get released. Um, Tannic, Texas gets an, annexed on December you know twenty ninth eighteen forty five. Uh, but they're still like burning to get back at Mexico for the perceived injustice that it was to kill eighteen of them. Which really they should have they could have. I mean, how many did killed, they kill in Laredo and Guerrero? I look. I don't have the exact numbers on that. Yeah, but if like, we want to bring up numbers. Yeah, shit, like, like who was in the wrong on this one? Yeah. I don't know if we want to. I don't know if we want to drag that up. You know, there, it's a. It's they see. It's it's a weird injustice. It's like they take this super to heart, super to heart. So when the Mexican American War uh, comes around, uh, which goes from April of 1846 to February of 1848, uh, you know, the war is personal because of the Black Bean incident, mm-hmm. incident to them. So the Rangers rode out front. Um, Sam Walker, uh, the ranger we talked about before, becomes a hero, um, and other rangers become heroes because of you know journalism is like they're like they're like blowing them up like pe- their newspapers that are getting their first look at like Texans in action, and mm-hmm. they you know they're the they're like ride on horses they they act like Comanches they don't they don't like when everybody else is kind of marching to go shoot at each other in a line they're on horses riding around shooting six shooters. And they're at the head of the head of the spear. Mm-hmm. Um, 
particularly they they're, crack they're, jokes sometimes. Yeah, they Some crack of them jokes. Kind of funny. They, and there are like badass stories coming out, like uh, like about Jack Hayes, like him, like so, like he, the the Rangers get into an engagement, um, where they where they're outnumbered, like they're actually they're not ready to like engage, and Jack Hayes goes, uh, Jack Hayes goes, he like says to the, the other Mexican officer who's like this young like, uh, Mexican like captain or officer who's like, hey, we should duel. We should have a duel first. We should have like a, a sword duel or a sword fight, something like that. I think it's a sword fight. And he like <laughs> they both go out there to have this sword fight. Jack Hayes has no idea of a sword fight. Okay. Um but he's just kind of <laughs> give his people time to kind of to get ready for the the incoming bat the battle. They the the lieutenant goes to do his sword and goes to pull out his sword. Jack Hayes just shoots him twice in the fucking head and walks back to his line. <laughs> like, some low down bullshit. Sociopath right? shit. <laughs> like, yeah. So so uh kind of keeping it going, Walker, like uh he goes on a recruitment trip. That's how popular it is. Like he has like women when he goes from like town town like waving at him with like handkerchiefs and shit. Um and he lobbies the ward and and and, then, and on this uh recruitment trip he finally meets his hero, uh Sam Colt. And he lobbies the war department. Sam Colt at this time was basically like not, I don't know if he's bankrupt, but like his factory has shut down. He wasn't making guns. He lobbies, uh, Walker basically lobbies Sam Colt to, 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 he lobbies the war department, um, to, and gets him a contract so he can start making guns again. And Walker also gives him a list of specifications of things that they would like, mm-hmm. which include, which include a larger, heavier gun with a longer grip and a six shot capacity. Um, and there, and that gun he, that he creates is the Colt Peacemaker. Financed by government cheese. Mm-hmm. 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 But you see in this that the Texas Rangers are like, they're basically instrumental in what yeah. we think of as the West. And they basically create some of these stereotypes hmm. on their own mm. scratchings on paper. Yeah, um, that's a good yeah, that's a good point. Um so Walker goes back to the war and he's killed in the battle of uh Hugh 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 Malanta. Wamantla. Wamantla. I don't know how to say that. H U is a W in uh I think okay. it like Aztec even. Okay. Well, all right. Don't, okay. Don't up show me. Don't, don't show me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so his troops, so and then uh, his troops murder, rape and pillage and rampage at, uh, after his death. in what is known as the rape of Juan Atlanta um, atrocities that happened in the Mexican American war were rampant. Uh, you have like shit like the, the rack and sackers um, after like one Arkansas, Arkansas, Arkansan, the Arkansas rack and sackers. Um, after one Arkansan was killed in this town, uh, Ag- Agua Nueva, uh, they like put, they like, they like put 20, 20 Mexicans into a cave and like scalped them in the cave. And like, we're like, we're making like crosses, like real quick, sh- well, yeah, real sick pretty, pretty fucking up, yeah. shit. Like, the Arkansas people doing weird shit. Um, this was actually the season finale of Dawson's Massacre. Dawson, I mean, there's more massacres to come. Okay. No. <laughs> um, a ranger named uh, Adam Adam uh, Adam Alcins, uh He like went alone into a part of Mexico City, and uh, they like they like the people, the mob, a mob attacked him, and they basically like they cut him up so much that people said you could see his heart beating. Like, like just out in the open, like, and so he died. And then like the Rangers went back to that part of Mexico city and killed 80 people. Okay. 
Um, well. There was one incident where like somebody, some uh, some like young young toughs, local street kids are like throwing rocks at the Rangers, and then the Rangers killed ten people. Like it's <laughs> like Jesus. they they just Jesus. don't like they meet force, they meet any type of like agitation with insane force. So mm-hmm. basically, the, like the 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 uh, the war was like a war between Mexicans and unstrained like Ranger vengeance about the black bean incident which was at 80 kind of tops 18 if we're we're gonna be yeah if you really want to drag it up so so um specifically something that happens is the departure of santa anna but like they they wanted (laughs) to the uh the their their mo of like being that outrageous in the Mm -hmm. sight of any like any sort of i don't know if you want to call it like uh, attack is it'd be like if if I told you, like, hey, man, mm-hmm. your shoe's untied. Yeah. And then you shot me in the head. Yeah. For that. That's, like, kind of the disproportionate response that yeah. we're working with here. Yeah. That's what they, <laughs> they're Hey, man, they're, I think you should, I'm looking at, maybe you should tie a shoe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, shoot okay, you in the head. Cool. Yeah. All right. Ranger justice. <laughs> that's what we call that. <laughs> um, so, uh the there's they want to kill Santa Ana. That's like what they're getting to. Like that's because they Santa Ana specifically ordered the 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 death penalty for those those eighteen mm-hmm. rangers uh, or prisoners. Um, so they so they have to be talked down from from like killing Santa Ana like as the war is ending or right after the war is ending. They have to like specifically specifically have to be talked down. Mm-hmm. And they like as Santa Ana departs like his palace or or wherever he was hiding or wherever he was imprisoned at. Like they have their he's like in a carriage and as he departs the rangers are lined on both sides of the road as his carriage goes by just like watching him leave like like this weird like these kind of mountain men figures cowboy figures just looking at this guy who was this isn't even like young santana this is old santana with like a peg Peg leg and fat yeah like this isn't even like (laughs) um so bigfoot wallace uh who served with uh served with jack hayes uh, who who lost a brother at Goliad, um, said uh, he in terms of like prisoners, Mexican prisoners, uh, he always turned them loose uh, to run for their lives. Like he didn't, he's like I always turned them loose so they could run for their lives. He just said I was pretty, I was pretty uh, hard to beat in a foot race though. I think he means he shot. I think so. I think he means, or he just like he was ch- doing it for a sport. Like yeah. I'm gonna let him run, and then yeah. I'm gonna go tackle him and laugh. Then I'm gonna go hawk him. Yeah, like yeah. So it's this type of guy. Yep. That, this is the guy. Yeah. Yep. So Ranger. So 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 Mexican War ends. Mexican American War ends. Then we move on to like you know you know then there's a different Ranger brand. Uh, you have the Cal. You have the Callahan expedition. Um, this is like at, at a point when Jack Hayes and Ben McCullough they've both gone gone to California. Um, people, you know, do their time and then they leave. Mm-hmm. Um, the Calhoun expedition was a 130, uh, 130 person strong expedition um, where they went to, they were trying to either fight Indians or capture slaves, probably capture, uh, f- probably capture slaves that had that in Texas uh, people, uh, sla- enslaved people to gain their freedom didn't go north they probably they, most of the time they went to mexico yeah. so and they used to conjugate at this place called piedras negras which is a place where the black seminoles were um okay. which are the people from the florida war yeah. who found their way to the mexican border uh under the protection of the mexican government so uh he specifically went to piedras negras 
got ambushed by a, by a collection of a Mexican army and a bunch of Seminoles. Um, and then had to fly, had to, had to retreat back to Piedras Negras. And for some reason, just burnt down the town <laughs> and then dipped across the river. Okay. I mean, in a defeat, not, man, you know, in a defeat, that's like in a defeat, that was just a slave running mission. And he's buried in the Texas state cemetery, which is like the, the ultimate honor in terms of, in terms of being a Texan. Hmm. Um, and the first black person wasn't buried there until 1996. And that was Barbara Jordan. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it goes to show you what we what choose that? to honor yeah. here. Yeah. Um, kind of keeping going, kind of different. Now they're kind of, they're, there's a Western kind of frontier ranger bands mm-hmm. and companies, but then they're, the, the, we're kind of grouping them more by the expeditions at this point. It's kind of an ongoing violence in terms of, in terms of the West and, and you know, and stuff like that. But in the Antelope, Antelope Hills expedition uh, in May 12th of 1858, uh, this is when uh, John S. Rip Ford, which is a, it's a guy that you could do a whole episode on, a really interesting guy, really racist guy, put it that way, um, led the Rangers, uh, the Catos, and the Anadarkos in a series of fights called the, the Battle of Little Robe Creek. Um, and it, it, was, it was fighting against the Comanche tribe. And it basically marked the ending of the Comanche being a real, like a, a large-scale Comanche raid and large-scale Comanche presence in Texas and basically pushed them into Oklahoma. Um, so they do that with the, with the Kato's and the Anadarko's. It's a, it's a success. And then, uh, a little later, uh, two dozen Kato's and Anadarko's are killed, uh, by a vigilante crew who just, who, who saw them on their land. The, uh, Kato's and Anadarko's were on like a hunting, uh, hunting, uh, they were on a hunting, uh, hunting trip and they had like, were sleeping when this vigilante crew came in and shot them all while they slept. Uh, so there's a warrant issued for the vigilantes who are from Erath County, uh, Texas. And they're like, yeah, we did it. Of course. Yeah, we did it. it uh, and Ford has sent the warrant. And he says like, he said, he said, I can't, you know, he like denied the warrant because he was like, it's my duty to disobey it to save the state of Texas from being the theater of scenes of violence and homicide. <laughs> I mean, bro, where, where have you been? You know, this is kind of what we do here. No, that's right? but that's the thing. It's, this it's is not, our export. Like it's, it's, it's in this time or, uh, you know, it's, it's all right to kill a native American. It's all right to kill an indigenous person. It's all right to kill a black person. It's all right to kill a Mexican person. It's all right to do all that. It's 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 in and, and, and to persecute them at that he was like there would be an attack on American citizens and it wasn't his duty to to attack American citizens. So that's the way that that and, and when we talk about the Rangers and you can say like oh they're they're kind of bagmen or they're they're kind of paramilitary for like uh kind of like a white power structure. It's mm-hmm. this is what we're talking about. Yeah. You're not interested in a complete justice. You're interested yeah. in preserving power structures and being out of the, the military force of, of, uh, at this time of, you know, of the white power structure. Um, their Indian agent, uh, this guy named neighbors complained and then he was killed. Jesus. Also. And then, and the, but, there, but his killer was found and lynched. Okay. So one guy. So they, so that's what I'm saying. They, they, they got the white, when the white guy got killed, mm. they went and got the killer for him. But the, the other killers, there's no point to that. Um, so just kind of, 
kind of going over offshoots of the the of the Rangers. You know, my personal favorite. I think I've talked about them them on this on this podcast two or three times. The Glanton Gang of Apache Scalp Hunters, um, which is just a a a Joel John Joel Glanton. He became a soldier of fortune and mercenary, and let them, and like led this group of scalp hunters that worked for like the Mexican government and Arizona that just like would take uh, Apache scalps, and they almost exterminated the, the 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 Apaches in that in their like area, and then they would just start taking Mexican scalps because they were <laughs> they were sociopaths. Kind of kind of skipping forward here, you know, the Civil War happens. Um, you know, uh, Ben McCullough, who I referenced earlier, is killed at the Battle of Pea Ridge in Arkansas uh, on March 7th, uh, 1862. Um, Rangers kind of go to, they go to the Civil War. Um, also, I could talk about Cynthia Ann Parker, but like that's a whole episode in itself, yeah. you know, saga in itself. Um, and the, the, during, during the kind of the only Ranger incident that we see in during the Civil War is going to be on January 8th, 1865. It's going to be the Battle of Dove Creek, where in terms of these guys aren't, weren't called Rangers, but they were the Texas Western Frontier Guard, which mm. is basically they had the duties of being Rangers yeah. at the time. So they were on the Western Frontier, like West Texas, guard, you know, kind of guarding, uh, guarding settlers from Native, from Native Americans and indigenous hostile forces. So just to be uh, clear, the Rangers... Yeah. fought on the side of the confederacy yeah for sure okay all of them yeah because you no. had your like weird union elements in texas and i just wasn't i wasn't sure because there was all sorts of schisms and stuff but i, I yeah. let me take that back i don't know about all of them but yeah they were yeah. all the people okay. that are notable yeah they, they all fought on the side of the okay. confederacy um so the texas western frontier uh guard uh basically uh kind of detects this movement of a large uh group of kickapoos um these Kickapoos were like entirely peaceful. Uh, in fact, they like they were like they like went to people's farms and would be like, "Hey, we're in the area, needing help doing anything. We just want to let you know we're Kickapoos. We got no beef. We're around. <laughs> we're around. <laughs> we are here. We and they they were on their way to go sell in Mexico. Um, the mm. Kickapoos, uh, the Kickapoos were just kind of being peaceful, and then the the. The Rangers of the time, the Texas Western Frontier Guard, uh, attacked the Kickapoos uh, randomly, and it ended up getting their asses whooped uh, with kind of twenty-two killed, um, and and only fifteen Kickapoo killed. There's there's some 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 people debate numbers. Some people say more. Some people say less. Mm-hmm. But it's over. People know that the the that the Battle of Dove Creek, uh, the CSA or the Texas Western Front Frontier Guard, this kind of the Ranger Force of this time. Uh, lost this scrap, lost this battle. Um, the Rangers are also involved in all the stuff going on with Cortina, but we don't uh, we don't have enough time to go into the old stuff, like the the 1859 stuff, the yeah. you know all that stuff. Um, the specifically, we could talk about the, the the where the Rangers and Cortina kind of meet. Not uh, the the forces of Cortina and the Rangers kind of meet is going to be uh, uh, with uh, Leander McNally. McNally um, He's, he's best remembered for a special force um, that, that operated in, in South Texas in 1875 to 1876. Uh, we kind of touched on this in the Cortina episode. Yeah. Um, you know, he's working for Richard King. He was given those, those, seven, those Winchester 73s for the first mm-hmm. time at, at King Ranch. Um, and specifically, what the, what the, what the McNally, what McNally's expedition did was they, they crossed the Rio Grande 
and they attacked a ranch um, at, at dawn on November 18th, 1875. And they surprised and killed 12 men. Um, it was the wrong ranch. So they killed 12 innocent people. And, and then, the, and like, the, cause they were like, they remarked about like how they just froze and then they just gunned them down anyway. And, and then, so they, <laughs> these people were so surprised to see us. It was like, we really caught them with their pants down. So they, they kill those people at that ranch. Then they go to the, 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 the good, the right ranch. And then there's like a uh, several hundred <laughs> <laughs> yeah like <laughs> mexican forces there and then and then they retreat they start running back and they go back to where they have a fucking they have their dig a trench basically and fortify a position right with their back on the the rio grande and they propel they like repel a bunch of like different uh mexican advances um and like the whole time like McNelly. This is like Jay and Silent Bob. You yeah. Know, like, dude, that was the wrong ranch. Yeah, wrong ranch. And there's just dead Mexicans everywhere. <laughs> so I'm sorry, I should have laughed. Yeah. So they like so they, they get there and then basically they bluff. They uh they bluff them out of like they bluff until like the Mexicans like put out a white flag and like, all right, we're negotiate. And basically the Mexicans end up giving them sixty five cattle. And McNelly and his expedition lead force goes back across the river. They were lucky that 30 of the cattle had, uh, were actually uh, Richard King's uh, from okay. King Ranches. All and right. they take it, they take it back to, uh, they take it back to him. He ends up giving, uh, he ends up giving McNelly a thousand dollars to split between all of the different Rangers, all of the 26 men. Um, and there are literally thousands of cattle that have been stolen. There are thousands, yeah, of, thousands got, of cattle, they and they got sixty-five. Yeah. They got okay. sixty-five, <laughs> and it kind of just shows, like, this kind of shows you, like, yo, this is how they're just operating as like a, a paramilitary force for people in power at this point. Mm-hmm. That's just all this is. Um, even being funded and give, being given guns by people in power. Um, so McNally is a guy that 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 is. You know he's he's a he's a ranger, but he he's not you know he's noticeable. And uh, but like he becomes famous later on because uh, a guy that kind of rode with him, um, Napoleon Augustus Jennings, uh, who's a Philadelphia kind of rich kid who becomes an adventurer and then becomes a ranger for eight months before eight months before he just kind of musters out, um, writes a book that is just mostly made up about McNelly. He just makes shit up. In, in McNelly, I think he, he even like features some in the Lone Ranger and like it's kind of like just like a figure of Texas Rangers Ranger lore that a lot of it's made a lot of it's made a up. A lot of it's bullshit. A lot yeah. of it's bullshit. So kind of moving forward, you know, as as Texas becomes more it's now it's settled and it's now mm. it's a state that's it's all it's it's uh it's moving forward with time. It it you know they they're the 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 kind of mandate of the rangers changes a little bit now they start going more after they start going after white criminals because the white criminals are becoming a nuisance to mm-hmm. white towns they're not just raiding mexican towns any anymore although some mm-hmm. are but you get you get people like john wesley harden who's uh, uh an american old west outlaw gunfighter um and he's he he killed his first man at the age of 15 um and he and uh, also like he was the guy i don't know if you ever heard um. Yeah, it's, he's so mean. He'll ki- he killed he once killed a man for snoring. He's a guy who actually killed somebody for snoring. 
I haven't heard yeah. that. But in his, def- I must say, yeah, you do not know how loud that man was snoring. Yeah. Okay. Let's okay. be balanced here. Yeah. Let's. Like, it could have been really, talk really about obnoxious. It. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it could have been. It could have been. Um. So he kills that. Guy. He kills that guy for snoring. Um. The Texas. So he has interactions with like the Texas State Police are after him for a long time, and that's the. That's the like uh, Reconstruction era police uh, that were like all black, um, which is an interesting chapter yeah, in cool. Texas history. Um, he's specifically known for doing the thing where he like he hands you his guns with the with the with the handles facing, mm. and then as he reaches for it, he spins it and shoots you. That's like his main trick. Mm. So he gets captured uh, by the Rangers. They get a big hurrah for capturing him on. Him on uh, uh, August 24th and arresting him August 24th 1877 uh, and he, he was trying to pull his gun but his, his gun got stuck in his in his holster and also like he, uh, he got arrested in Pensacola Florida which I don't know think a lot of thing about these these western guys they didn't, didn't stay west no they yeah, were like they, Jesse James mm. was like hanging out <laughs> like uh-huh. in fucking Kentucky a lot yeah so kind of moving forward uh, you know uh Next, next kind of notable thing that the Rangers were involved in, um, in the same year, uh, the the San the San Elizo Salt War from October to December of 1877. Um, this guy named Charles Howard, um, fucking wants to buy this salt mine that's like communally shared by the people of all this, those this town in West Texas. Um, and there's there's this guy who's rep- this guy named Louis Cardis who's like representing all the tex the Tejanos against you know kind of against Char- uh, Charles Howard and he wants to keep the mine, the salt mine or salt lake, uh, communally used. Um, Charles wants, Howard wants to buy it. Cardiz wants to keep it communally used. It's so like um, private versus public. Yeah. Yeah. So Howard, Howard, uh, Howard, uh, comes in, um, to a general store that Cardiz is in and he shoots, uh, Cardiz with a shotgun in that general store, then just flees to Mexico. Um, the he the Howard had the sheriff in his pocket. Um, Howard comes back with the Rangers. Uh, again, not mm. on the side of like mm. <laughs> poor people or anything. Um, and on and the side com- of the murderer, right? And and he comes back like he's yelling, like he's yelling at all the town people. He's like baiting them, like you ain't like he's just being a dick and like yeah. swaggering in the town. Okay. And and uh, they, they 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 get surrounded in these barracks, like him and the Rangers. And this, uh, there's the local merchant that brings like eleven, eleven thousand dollars to like bribe, the 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 people who are surrounding the rangers in their barracks. Um, uh, they like they like work out something where like the rangers agree to surround, agree to agree to surrender to the townspeople who have like guns on them. There's like 120 townspeople outside the barracks. Um, they still end up executing three of these people. They end up executing Howard. Atkinson, the local merchant guy who like brought the $11,000 and then uh, one of the Rangers named McBride and Howard, when he gets shot, he's, he's like, when he gets lined up against the wall and, and the firing squad happens, he's like, you're executing 300 men. And he like rips open his shirt and like yells at them to fire and they kill him. And then, you know, they shoot him in the head after. Um, <laughs> and then Atkinson, who's the local merchant, he gets shot in his stomach and he yells, Masaribes Cabones. And he's trying to tell them to aim higher. And then they shoot him also. They shoot him again also. Um, and then McBride, who's the ranger, was just there looking baffled. Like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and they shot him. Um, 
there were problems by the Rangers later. Um, and then, so we keep moving here. Uh, poor veneer, uh, is a, a, a massacre where the Rangers went to this town called poor, poor veneer and, and pulled like 15 like men out of their, out of their homes. Um, and then took them up into like the Hills and then they, and they shoot, they shot, they shot 15 Mexican American boys and men. Um, it found, it came out later though, that it wasn't just the Rangers. This is like an international incident. Cause they have around the Mexican boys. It's 1918. Okay. Um, so they end up shooting. They shot the, they shot 15 men and boys. Um, the U S army was f- later found to have been a part of this also. Um, it's, I think there have been robberies in the area and stuff like that. Um, and then it's, it's a really strange thing, like, because you're, now you're you're turning these people who, like, may not have, like, had any... They, they, they put, those people were known, like, to be, like, very peaceful people. And they just got slaughtered like that. So uh, the next, like, uh, in March 25th of 1918, um, the Portfinier Massacre happens in January. In March 25th of 1918, um, this guy named Ed Neville's Ranch is attacked um and it's just him his son and like they're made there um they like these these kind of mexican bandit bandito kind of people come out come out and they attack the attack the ranch um and they kill that they kill ed neville's son and then and they like they beat him so much that he was like black and blue and then they kill his maid um and they like mutilate his maid they like rape her with firewood and like cut off one of her breasts like real sadistic shit and he like he like the ed neville like hid and he was and he like had to see all this and ed neville moved off that ranch because he couldn't live there anymore but his daughter said that he had a black book of 60 names and he would do his farm work every day but then at night he would go out with his guns and try to try to cross names off off that black book and sometimes Man. they would add lists, sometimes they would add names, but he was always crossing names off. <laughs> like sick shit. Yeah, yeah no, it's, this is like real, this is the, this is like that real Western. It sounds like Fargo. <laughs> yeah, it's, it sounds like it's fucking Fargo sick in, shit. In Texas, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you have the, of course you have the range, you have the range wars, the free rangers versus the, the large ranchers. They, they start putting up barbed wire because the range is being cut off. Um, and the rangers come in on the side of the large ranchers that are putting up barbed wire and are prosecuting anybody who's cutting fence. Um, and that's where like they start become more detective-y at this point because mm-hmm. now they're actually like, once they started dealing with white people, then they started being like, wait, we got to see what's going on here. We just can't go mm-hmm. in shooting. Mm-hmm. So um, after uh, after nearly a hundred years, yeah, of just, <laughs> just shooting. Like, Wait, there's a method to this. Let's figure this out. So kind of, kind of, kind of keep going. We're, we're going to get into Frank Hamer. It's kind of the next big Ranger legend. Um, he's six three, two hundred thirty pounds. He wore the Stetson. Um, yeah, he had a weird ability to call owls. All right. He was the guy who caught Bonnie and Clyde. The guy who Woody Harrelson played. No, the uh, the Kevin Costner played. Well, yeah, I'm not. It, it really should have been Woody Harrelson. <laughs> I like looked at that. and I was like, that really should have been Woody Harrelson. They should have flipped this. Yeah. yeah, they really should have done that. Um, so he's like, he's known for he was known for kind of this 20s era ranger. He was like the 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 idea of a ranger. Um, he was brave. He was in, he was in oil towns, breaking up breaking up uh, crime. Um, he like he, he there's an incident that happens in Sherman, Texas, which is like 
where he where there's like this guy named George Hughes who like uh, went to his employer's house um, about a pay dispute. Uh, his, his employer wasn't there. George Hughes is black. His employers are white. He uh, his employer isn't there. Um, so his wife is there. His white wife is there. And he like he like bounds the white wife and sexually assaults her. Um, and then when the cops come at him, he shoots at the cops. They say he confessed to all of this stuff. Um, and then the, uh, he's sent to jail. Uh, the town of Sherman, Texas wants to, the white citizens of Sherman, Sherman, of Sherman, Texas want to lynch him. They like want to want to lynch him. So they like are outside of the jailhouse during the court hearing and they send in Frank Hamer. Mm. Handle it. And there's like a, at Love Field, at Love Airport or Field or whatever in Dallas, Dallas Love um, Airport, there is a statue that says one man, one right. And it's kind of like this, it's, it's supposed to be, I think it's supposed to be about Frank Hamer. Um, one man, one what? Well, uh, one ranger, one riot that a, that a ranger can back down a, oh. a, a race riot, basically. And that's what it's oh. about. And uh, Frank Hamer is sent to Sherman, Texas. And <laughs> they're like, in the courthouse and it's like all oh, like they're like in the courthouse and they have to lock the courthouse because the, the crowd outside is getting very ruckus and getting very crazy. Somehow somebody throws a rock through the window. Then somebody throws fire. Then somebody like they, they, they basically light the courthouse on fire. They put the, the this George Hughes guy, this black guy who's on trial in a like secure room on the second floor. This building starts to go on fire. Um, Frank Hammer just in, in his in his three Rangers that he's with, they just like walk out of the courthouse and with the guy still in the, the protective room, they walk out of the courthouse. Everybody's out of the courthouse. Frank Hammer and his three Rangers just leave. They just go to Dallas and to, to call, to call the governor and be like, we need backup. Oh man. So what they leave one man, one riot. <laughs> it's not happened? true. It's yeah. not true. That's what. Not that's true. what happened. We, we tried it and it fa- you failed. You fucked up. So uh, they they go do that. They go they go leave. They leave. This guy ends up. I think he gets smoke inhalation and he dies the in the in the room. Um, the fire kind of burns itself out. Then the citizens go in. They get him out of that fucking out of that out of that place out of the out of the the locked room. Um, they basically take his body out to the street. They cut off his dick. Um, stuff in his mouth and then they drag him around on the back of a, some type of truck car or something like that through the street through the streets with a chain um, and it's talked about like in papers like all over Europe <laughs> and it's just <laughs> that's like, so fucked up it's like, that is insane it's like yeah and it's fucking insane shit and it's just like there's a there's they there were other rangers there but they were just defending the courthouse yeah not, not the courthouse they were defending the jail and they didn't even try to go into the riot. No, they just didn't yeah. even try. Like so, um, at this time, the Rangers are also like they're they're also involved in like harassing NAACP workers, um, <laughs> and like like there's a particular incident where like the NAACP president it comes to Austin to like talk to the government or some shit, and then they they uh the like some like some Rangers. And like I think a, a Texas congressman or something end up beating the shit out of this guy in broad day in the middle of Austin, and that guy like resigns from the NAACP because yeah. he's like, "Yo, I'm done with this shit." So 
kind of moving forward, the Rangers at this time are kind of the governor's, any governor's personal force. Um, you have like uh, in the 30s, you have Ma Ferguson. She was just appointing Ma and Paul Ferguson, but you had Ma Ferguson, Ma Ferguson in the 30s. She was just appointing everybody a special ranger, like like bartenders for special rangers. Like anybody became a special ranger. She just like, made like a joke. You get a special ranger. Yeah. You get a mm-hmm, special mm-hmm, ranger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at this time, they that's when they become reorganized and they moved under the DPS, under the DPS uh, kind of label um, or DPS organization in, in 1935. Also, they're, the Rangers are reaching out and working with Hollywood a lot. So this is why you see the Rangers in movies a lot. They, they were already big because of journalism and they had been a lot of stories mm-hmm. and a lot of books written about them. But they also work heavy with Hollywood to certify that they get the best light. And there are a shit ton of movies that have Rangers in them. Uh, Rangers during desegregation, uh, they were... They just, they said they were there to preserve the peace, and sometimes the peace meant that black kids didn't get to go to that school. <laughs> so like, I'm gonna say, uh, let me yeah. guess, they were on the they were on the right side of yeah. this one, right? Yeah. If anything I know about the Rangers, um, there's uh, in the '60s uh, when when in the Chicano movement when uh, Mexican uh, farmer food farmers in the Rio Grande Valley in South Texas are kind of fighting for organizing and doing strikes. Uh, the Rangers were sent down on the side of the big companies to break those strikes. Uh, <laughs> you put down a riot. You don't put down a strike. You yeah. Know? That's just kind of the rules. You know what I mean? Um, so, uh, we keep going, the, getting more closer to history. Now you, you had, you could talk about Clint peoples and, and the Billy soul Estes affair. Uh, where you know there was like a con man who was like, basically said that he had dirt on the on LBJ, and and about the JFK assassination. The Rangers are involved in kind of like investigating uh, and believing him, but that's a whole bigger I story. Hear that, that dirt man that we I don't have dirt. Time. I want to hear. You know, <laughs> um, the Henry Lee Lucas affair in the eighties um, when. Uh, Lucas rose to infamy after confessing to more than a hundred murders um, to the Texas Rangers and other law enforcement officials. Um, but the journalists and people started to look at it at all the murders that, that he had confessed to. Mm-hmm. And they put things together. Like he got pay stubs in, 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 in Pensacola, Florida, but he was accused of, of doing a murder the next day or doing murders the same day that he was supposed to be in Florida the same day that he was supposed to be. So it didn't make any sense. He Um, couldn't have driven it all. He couldn't driven it. He couldn't have driven it. Um, And it it came out that like, you know, that basically the Rangers had been clearing cases (laughs) this way and other departments had been clearing cases by saying Henry Lee Lucas did it when Mm -hmm. they tagging it it all on him. Yeah. Which would have, which if, and if they hadn't done the work, which like what it felt like that would have been worse than what actually it was, what it actually was years later, they found out they had done all the work. They had, they knew about uh, the, him getting paid him, like where he was all these times. They just cleared the murders anyway. They just cleared the murders anyway, because they, <laughs> because they, they, you know, they knew that it was impossible, but they were just doing. Yeah. Cause it's easier to, it, it makes us look bad if we have uh-huh. all these unsolved cases in our department. So let's yeah. just, let's just put this guy's name on it and close the, close the case. And I think it's also that they were fucking, they were, they were the, they were becoming the like celebrated thing. You know, as a ranger, you're like the big guy. Mm-hmm. You're, this is the big, so I'm, you know, what I can be even bigger if I'm like the guy, I can put my name up there with Hamer 
and and mm-hmm. McDonald and fucking McNeely and all those people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's kind of found out they, they 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 say that he was convicted for like eleven homicides, but they they really don't think he did two murders, and that the rest of them were he just lied because. They would. It's a that they that podcast. Yeah, they had that Netflix documentary about him where he's, he's yeah. got the worst teeth. I, yeah, that's what I remember mm-hmm. of it. It's just awful, awful Texas teeth. You know. So, uh, kind of rounding out, we're getting to the modern Ranger, um, the Ranger that is now like the kind of professional force that it is now, uh, police force. Um, you know, you're at your first Hispanic Ranger in 1969, Your first Black Ranger in 1988. He was a Black Seminole, which is interesting. Um, in 1993, came the first two women Rangers. In mid 2019, there were 159 commissioned Rangers, four of them women, eight of them Black, 34 were Hispanic. Um, in January of this, and this is a pretty interesting story. Uh, in January of 1987, uh, Brent uh, Albert Beeler uh, kidnapped a two-year-old girl named uh, Kara. Um, the Rangers and the FBI kind of surrounded the place. He demand like this guy demanded a fucking vehicle, an Oldsmobile, to get out of there. The rain. There were two Rangers in the backseat of the Oldsmobile so on the car fl- on the car floor. Mm-hmm. Um, and when the, they when he got in the car, um, it's like freeze, and they got into a gunfight, and one of the Rangers died. Officer Stanley Keys Guffey. Um, and they the Rangers now they do they do a lot of things they. They investigate serial killers. Um, they got the, they caught this guy named the Railroad Killer in South Texas. Um, but then they also do shit like um, in 1994, uh, they convicted this guy. They basically investigated and led the investigation of this guy named Anthony Graves, um, who, was convict, who was convicted of killing an entire family and of stabbing them and then burning the house in 1994. Um, he re, uh, Graves uh, served uh, 18 years. And then after the 18 years, he was released because, as the district attorney said, there's not a shred of evidence um, tying this guy to these murders. And he was released particularly on the evidence that the ranger had gave false testimony. Holy Uh, shit. Okay. So, you know, I mean, you know, we got a little bit of ranger in him. Uh, (laughs) Ranger uh, vengeance. I don't know what you're revenging, but, you know, ranger um, justice. They deal with public corruption cases. Um, like Ken Paxton, I think, uh, his stuff, like his, like it's his public corruption shit. Uh, they did the investigation for that. Also there was, they do shit like, isn't Ken Paxton still in office? Yeah. Yeah. No, okay, I think we, I think so... we reelected him from my, from my understanding. <laughs> the... I think there was something, I don't, I don't know how he's still in office, but I know he definitely had some wild shit happen. They um, didn't do their job. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> they did. And we just, we just didn't give a shit. I don't know. So like the, the particular, like, and this is like just how far. From like the early days, Rangers have fallen. Yeah. Uh, Lampasas County Clerk uh, Cody Reed refrigerator affair. That's what I like to call it. Um, where Cody Reed <laughs> is a county clerk, and there was a refrigerator um, in this like in the hallway at this county courthouse, uh-huh. and he just like threw it away. But another guy was like, "Hey, that was my refrigerator." And why did you throw it away? And he like <laughs> filed charges against the county county clerk, and the Texas Rangers had to show up. <laughs> and, then, and they showed up, and they were like, and then they had to investigate, and they were like, why'd you throw it away? Because it was a fucking empty fridge in the middle of a county courthouse. <laughs> that was that, that was that guy's like like you know the the beer fridge that he had yeah. at his frat and he was oh, just hanging fridge. on to the glory days, you know what? You threw yeah. my fridge. You know how many memories were yeah. were stored in that fridge, you know, man? Come on. 
he had uh, yeah, he threw away, and they ended up charging Cody Reed with a Class B misdemeanor for throwing, throwing away this man's ratty fridge. old fridge. <laughs> <laughs> Next up on the docket, the case of the missing futon. Listen, you know? <laughs> who get, who the fifth futon's missing? Who gonna call? Goddamn Rangers. So Ranger justice. So we're get all these cum stains out of this futon. <laughs> who put the cum stains in the futon? God damn it. <laughs> Ranger, Ranger justice. Rangers coming to the rescue. Find out next week on Dawson's massacre. I was I was a fucking state trooper for eight years, so I could figure out who put the fucking cum stains on this futon. On this goddamn futon. So the today's Ranger, if you're in Texas, you will see them uh, maybe driving a, 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 a pickup truck, maybe driving, maybe fucking in a helicopter. I don't know. Uh, but they're gonna be the guys with the white kind of Stetson cowboy hats on. Um, the cowboy boots, the western boots, and uh, the the circular badge with the star in it, and that's who the Rangers are today. Um, uh, guys, uh, thank you for listening to this episode. That's all I have on the Rangers. Um, next week you gotta you gotta come back next week because we're gonna be doing mm-hmm. Bass Reeves, and that's and, <laughs> and Bass Reeves is might kill you. <laughs> if you don't come back <laughs> and that is also significant because it is the last episode mm-hmm. in the uh in the western package that we're doing we might revisit it yeah we might revisit it we're it's so much it. there's so much yeah every time we read we figure out new things and we're like what well damn it we should have done this person you know should have done uh, this lady so. we should have we still we 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 still feel bad that we didn't get we didn't get our 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 chinese Mm-hmm. Our Chinese fix because mm-hmm. the Chinese are all over the West and we didn't get yeah. we didn't get that going and we feel bad about that. Let us um, know if you if you want us yeah. to do more Western stuff like tell Please us. We'd us love to hear feedback. You know, it'd be cool. No, I am blind out here. Please let me know. Let me yeah. know. <laughs> uh, but guys, uh, thank you for listening. Please follow us on our social media again at our at uh, Hard Fried History on. Uh, at Hard Fried History on Instagram and Facebook, HFH Podcast on Twitter, Hard Fried History on YouTube. Uh, please follow me at Joshua B. Stokes on Instagram and Twitter, Joshua Stokes on Facebook. Henry, where can they follow you at? You can find me, Henry E. Price on Instagram, just Henry Price on Facebook. Uh, guys, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm. All right, peace. Take care.